0: Section eight of Aesop's Fables, a new revised version. This recording is in the public domain. The Father and His Sons. A father had a family of sons who were perpetually quarreling among themselves. When he failed to heal their disputes by his exhortations, he one day told them to bring him a bundle of sticks. When they had done so, he placed the bundle into the hands of each one of them in succession, and ordered them to break it in pieces. They each tried with all their strength, and were not able to do it. He next unclosed the fagot, and took the sticks separately one by one, and again put them into their hands, on which they broke them easily. He then addressed them in these words, My sons, if you are of one mind and unite to assist each other, you will be as this fagot. Uninjured by all attempts of your enemies, but if you are divided among yourselves, you will be broken as easily as these sticks. Disunited families are easily injured by others. The Owl and the Grasshopper An owl who was sitting in a hollow tree, dozing away a summer's afternoon, was very much disturbed by a rogue of a grasshopper singing in the grass beneath. So far from keeping quiet or moving away at the request of the owl, the grasshopper sang all the more and called her an old blinker that only came out at night when all honest people had gone to bed. The owl waited in silence for a time and then artfully addressed the grasshopper as follows. "'Well, my dear, if one cannot be allowed to sleep, it is something to be kept awake by such a pleasant voice. And now I think of it, I have a bottle of delicious nectar. If you will come up, you shall have a drop. The silly grasshopper came hopping up to the owl, who at once caught and killed him, and finished her nap in comfort. Flattery is not a proof of admiration. THE FOX AND THE GRAPES A famished fox saw some clusters of ripe black grapes hanging from a trellised vine. She resorted to all her tricks to get at them, but wearied herself in vain, for she could not reach them. At last she turned away, beguiling herself of her disappointment and saying, The grapes are sour and not ripe as I thought. Revile not things beyond your reach. THE ASS carrying THE IMAGE An ass, once carried through the streets of a city, a famous wooden image, to be placed in one of its temples. The crowd, as he passed along, made lowly prostration before the image. The ass, thinking that they bowed their heads in token of respect for him, bristled up with pride and gave himself airs, and refused to move another step. The driver, seeing him thus stop, laid his whip lustily about his shoulders and said, "'Oh, you perverse dullhead. IT IS NOT YET COME TO THIS THAT MEN PAY WORSHIP TO AN ASS. THEY ARE NOT WISE, WHO TAKE TO THEMSELVES THE CREDIT DUE TO OTHERS. THE ASS AND THE LAPDOG A MAN HAD AN ASS AND A MALTESE LAPDOG, A VERY GREAT BEAUTY. THE ASS WAS LEFT IN A STABLE, AND HAD PLENTY OF OATS AND HAY TO EAT, JUST AS ANY OTHER ASS WOULD. The lap-dog was a great favorite with his master, and he frisked and jumped about him in a manner pleasant to see. The ass had much work to do in grinding the corn-mill, and in carrying wood from the forest or burdens from the farm. He often lamented his own hard fate, and contrasted it with the luxury and idleness of the lap-dog, till at last one day he broke his halter and galloped into his master's house, kicking up his heels without measure, and frisking and fawning as well as he could. He next tried to jump about his master as he had seen the lap-dog do, but he broke the table and smashed all the dishes upon it to atoms. He then attempted to lick his master and jumped upon his back. The servants, hearing the strange hubbub, and perceiving the danger of their master, quickly relieved him and drove out the ass to his stable with kicks and clubs and cuffs. The ass, beaten nearly to death, thus lamented, I have brought it all on myself. Why could I not have been contented to labor with my companions and not try to live by idleness? The Tortoise and the Eagle A tortoise, lazily basking in the sun, complained to the sea-birds of her hard fate that no one would teach her to fly. An eagle, hovering near, heard her lamentation, and demanded what reward she would give him if he would take her aloft and float her in the air. "'I will give you,' she said, "'all the riches of the Red Sea.' "'I will teach you to fly, then,' said the eagle, and taking her up in his talons, he carried her almost to the clouds, when suddenly letting her go, she fell on a lofty mountain and dashed her shell to pieces." The tortoise exclaimed in the moment of death. I have deserved my present fate, for what had I to do with wings and clouds who can with difficulty move about on the earth? If men had all they wished, they would be often ruined. THE PORCUPINE AND THE SNAKES A porcupine, wanting to shelter himself, desired a nest of snakes to give him admittance into their cave. They were prevailed upon and let him in accordingly, but were so annoyed with his sharp prickly quills that they soon repented of their easy compliance and entreated the porcupine to withdraw and leave them their hold to themselves. No, says he, let them quit the place that don't like it. For my part, I am well enough satisfied as I am. Hospitality is a virtue. BUT SHOULD BE WISELY EXERCISED, WE MAY, BY THOUGHTLESSNESS, ENTERTAIN FOES INSTEAD OF FRIENDS. THE FOX WHO HAD LOST HIS TAIL A fox caught in a trap escaped with the loss of his brush. Henceforth, feeling his life a burden from the shame and ridicule to which he was exposed, he schemed to bring all the other foxes into a like condition with himself. He publicly advised them to cut off their tails, saying that they would not only look much better without them, but that they would be rid of the weight of the brush. One of them said, If you had not yourself lost your tail, my friend, you would not thus counsel us. Advice prompted by selfishness should not be heeded. THE OLD LION A lion, worn out with years, lay on the ground at the point of death. A boar rushed upon him, and avenged with a stroke of his tusks, a long-remembered injury. Shortly afterwards the bull, with his horns, gored him as if he were an enemy. When the ass saw that the huge beast could be assailed with impunity, he let drive at his forehead with his heels. THE ASS AND THE WOLF An ass, feeding in a meadow, saw a wolf approaching to seize him and immediately pretended to be lame. The wolf, coming up, inquired the cause of his lameness. The ass said that he had a thorn in his foot, and requested the wolf to pull it out. The wolf, consenting, the ass, with his heels, kicked his teeth into his mouth and galloped away. The wolf said, I am rightly served. FOR WHY DID I ATTEMPT THE ART OF HEALING WHEN MY FATHER ONLY TAUGHT ME THE TRADE OF A BUTCHER? EVERY ONE TO HIS TRADE. THE HORSE AND THE GROOM A groom used to spend whole days in curry combing and rubbing down his horse, but at the same time stole his oats and sold them for his own profit. "'Alas,' said the horse, "'if you really wish me to be in good condition, you should groom me less and feed me more if you wish to do a service do it right the ass and his shadow a traveller hired an ass to convey him to a distant place the day being intensely hot and the sun shining in its strength the traveller stopped to rest and sought shelter from the heat under the shadow of the ass as this afforded only protection for one And as the traveller and the owner of the ass both claimed it, a violent dispute arose between them as to which of them had the right to it. The owner maintained that he had let the ass only, and not his shadow. The traveller asserted that he had, with the hire of the ass, hired his shadow also. The quarrel proceeded from words to blows, and while the men fought, the ass galloped off. By quarreling about the shadow, we often lose the substance. THE HORSE AND THE LOADED ASS An idle horse and an ass laboring under a heavy burden were traveling the road together. The ass, ready to faint under his heavy load, entreated the horse to assist him and lighten his burden by taking some of it upon his back. The horse was ill-natured and refused to do it, upon which the poor ass tumbled down in the midst of the highway and expired. The countryman then took the whole burden and laid it upon the horse, together with the skin of the dead ass. Laziness often prepares a burden for its own back. THE MULES AND THE ROBBERS Two mules, laden with packs, were trudging along. One carried panniers filled with money. The other sacks of grain the mule carrying the treasure walked with head erect and tossed up and down the bells fastened to his deck his companion followed with quiet and easy step all of a sudden robbers rushed from their hiding places upon them and in the scuffle with their owners wounded the mule carrying the treasure which they greedily seized upon while they took no notice of the grain The mule which had been wounded bewailed his misfortunes. The other replied, I am glad that I was thought so little of, for I have lost nothing, nor am I hurt with any wound. The conspicuous run the greatest risk. THE LION AND THE THREE BULLS Three bulls for a long time pastured together. A lion lay in ambush in the hope of making them his prey, but was afraid to attack them while they kept together. Having at last, by guileful speeches, succeeded in separating them, he attacked them without fear as they fed alone, and feasted on them one by one at his own leisure. IN UNION IS strength. THE DOG AND THE SHADOW A dog crossing a bridge over a stream with a piece of flesh in his mouth saw his own shadow in the water, and took it for another dog, with a piece of meat double his own in size. He therefore let go his own, and fiercely attacked the other dog, to get his larger piece from him. He thus lost both, that which he grasped at in the water, because it was a shadow, and his own, because the stream swept it away. It is not wise to be too greedy." THE ANTS AND THE GRASSHOPPER The ants were employing a fine winter's day in drying grain collected in the summertime. A grasshopper, perishing with famine, passed by and earnestly begged for a little food. The ants inquired of him, Why did you not treasure up food during the summer? He replied, I had not leisure. I passed the days in singing. Then they said, If you were foolish enough to sing all the summer, You must dance supperless to bed in the winter. Idleness brings want. THE THIRSTY pigeon, A pigeon, oppressed by excessive thirst, saw a goblet of water painted on a signboard. Not supposing it to be only a picture, she flew toward it with a loud whirr and unwittingly dashed against the signboard and jarred herself terribly. Having broken her wings by the blow, She fell to the ground and was caught by one of the bystanders. Zeal should not outrun discretion. THE FLIES AND THE HONEY A jar of honey, having been upset in a housekeeper's room, a number of flies were attracted by its sweetness, and placing their feet in it ate greedily. Their feet, however, became so smeared with the honey that they could not use their wings nor release themselves, and were suffocated. Just as they were expiring, they exclaimed, "Oh, foolish creatures that we are! For the sake of a little pleasure we have destroyed ourselves. THE GREAT AND THE LITTLE FISHES A fisherman was drawing up a net which he had cast into the sea, full of all sorts of fish. The little fish escaped through the meshes of the net, and got back into the deep. But the great fish were all caught and hauled into the ship. Our insignificance is often the cause of our safety. End of section eight